Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. All right, so the question of the day, do you have an insatiable need for power? Now, chances are when I ask you that question, the first thought you had is absolutely not. I'm not that kind of a person, right? I don't have to be the ruler of the world. I don't have to be in control of all things. But well, let's just dig a little bit deeper. Do you have an insatiable need for power, control, and authority? Or do you have enough power, control, and authority? All right, so one of the things that I've been doing in the last several weeks is uh, a new kind of uh, getting to know you activity, all right? So we have lots of things that we've re- um, referenced on the podcast. Uh, personality styles, my personal favorite one is the DISC personality profile. Uh, we also talk about strengths. So if you want to f- do the strengths finder test, that will help you. Um, there's all kinds of things. I mean, if you hang around on social media, you can actually take a test that will tell you, uh, you know, what kind of potato you might be. <laughs> I mean, but one of the things, the tools that I've been using is called an archetype wheel. So I'm not going to go into this. Uh, I might do a podcast at some point that goes a little bit deeper into it. But the the nature of this activity, it's a kind of a once in a lifetime thing. It's kind of like, you know, you once you take this personality test, your personality really isn't going to change. It might express itself a little bit differently, but it's going to have the same-ness uh, across all, you know, your years, okay? So your archetypal wheel is the same thing. So basically an archetype is kind of like um, a story or a character, if you will, um, that plays out in your life. So for example, we all have a victim archetype, And uh, a lot of people say, I'm not a victim. Well, there's the light and the shadow side of the victim. So the light side of the victim is actually coming to be a partner with you. And it shows up in your life when you or someone else is being victimized. So if you have a heavy sense of justice, uh, let's say you're an advocate for others and you realize, uh, like I, I work with a lot of people in early childhood education. So there's a lot of advocates who are standing up for children who are in abuse or neglect situations. And so when they realize that a child is being victimized, uh, a part of them steps up and says, hey, we need to take care of this, right? That's actually a really good thing. We want that victim archetype in our uh, archetypal wheel so that we don't become a victim and that we can help others. Now, the shadow side of that is that sometimes we can be put into a situation where maybe we have a victim mentality, right? Or, or we choose a victim mentality stance in order to gain something, uh, attention or pity, right? Or sometimes it's uh, not having our own boundaries, right? We become a victim because we're not consciously choosing those boundaries. So that's one example we all have 12 archetypes, okay? There are four that we all have that are the same, victim, saboteur, prostitute, all very helpful, and we have a version of a child within us, okay? And then there are eight other, what I call team members, that are really stepping up to help you understand uh, this is kind of how you're built, right? These are the 12 people or stories or characters that are inside you that are running the show. 
And it's really helpful when you know what those are and you can apply them to your life because now you can look at it and go, okay, I had this wonky interaction with my boss. What's happening? <gasps> oh, here's the lesson. I get it. Here's the lesson it's coming to teach me, right? So you can see that there are patterns that show up. Now, uh, it's really fun because as I go through the whole process and working with someone, especially if I know them really well, and I'm seeing the archetypes coming through, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really good. Now, sometimes, uh, I'd say probably four or five people in the last week or so, we've done this, and uh, the pattern that has shown up is, uh, yeah, they, they have an insatiable need for power and control and authority. And it's showing up in all areas of their life. And really, this is a lesson to say, hey, be aware of this. And also, if you really do want to help and serve other people, you got to know where your power stops and another person starts. Uh, one person I was working with said, yeah, Michelle, I'm getting the hint here that I'm just a jerk. I'm like, no, 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 you're not a jerk. You just really need to know your boundaries, right? You need to understand that, that uh, you have power, but the other person does. So when you begin to step on someone else's power because you have this need for control, that doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the other person. Now on the flip side of that, I've also had people who they realize that their pattern is playing out in the opposite way in their life, that they're realizing that the issues they're having in their relationships and at work and, and just their level to, of success in life is that they're allowing others to have power over them, right? And so, you know, they're, they're working too many hours. They're allowing their children to kind of, you know, run all over them. Um, they're, they're not saying yes or no. They're, they're just, you know, letting other people kind of dictate what's going to happen to them. So we want to have an appropriate amount of power, control, and authority. Enough right? We want to have enough without taking it from someone else. Okay. So for example, you know, um, uh, I have a, a client right now who's really learning how to step up for herself and realize that, uh, you know, yes, there's a lot of issues, COVID related issues at work that, um, you know, they're asking people to work more hours and she just can't, uh, she's gotten to the point where she's like, Michelle, I, 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 I can work 50 hours, but I can't work 70. Okay. So she's willing to give a little extra, but she cannot work as much as, as they're requiring her or at least asking her to. And so she has to step into her power and say, nope, this is where your control and authority ends. And if you want me to work 70 hours, that's okay. You're going to have to fire me. I'll get unemployment until I find my next job. Right. Um, you know, the, sometimes your kids will do this as well. Uh, you know, I know, uh, there's kind of two types of parents that I'm really working with right now. One are those parents that are trying to do everything for their kids, uh, right. They're trying to set up their whole life and, uh, nope, you've got to get an A in this class. And if you don't, you're retaking it because it doesn't fit into your life plan. Okay. That is stepping into your child's power. Or looking at what your child is doing and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not going to be helpful. So let me come in and, and help you, right? It, it starts very early. Like 
the child just clean, you know, made a mess. And now I'm going to step in and clean it for you because clearly you don't know how to do that. Right. That's stepping on their power. Instead of teaching them, you just made a mess. How do you want to clean that up? And, and putting that power and authority and control on them, right? That just means that later on when they're trying to move out of your house, you're still going to be cleaning up their messes, right? And it's not a, you know, a really about what kind of parent you want to be. It's, it's realizing where does my power and control and authority end and yours start? Uh, I'm still having to do this. I, I had to do this with my dad. Uh, I, if you listen to our podcast, uh, I think it was last week about, um, oh, backing down the driveway at my aunt and uncle's house and the hilarity that ensued. Uh, but I had to tell my dad he was not being helpful. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, that, that was hard to do because I haven't ever really done that. And then I got into it. I was just like, listen, I totally get where you're coming from. But you need to sit back there and be quiet. <laughs> okay, you're not helping. And really, I was just saying, this is not in your power and control right now. And I know that that's uncomfortable for you, but that's how it's going to be. So I had to step into my power and let him know that he was stepping on mine. Okay. Um, you can also do this with very significant relationships over and over again. You know, negotiating and renegotiating. What's mine? What's yours? Uh, sometimes, actually, I've, I've noticed this with, with kids, parenting, uh, and even significant other roles is that uh, maybe you as, as the person in the relationship, you're allowing the other person to have a lot of power over you, right? Because it's, it's more uncomfortable for you to step into that power. So for example, in the past, my dad would have had that power over me. I would have done um, the thing the way that he wanted me to do it rather than stepping up and saying, that doesn't work for me, okay? So really we wanna make sure that we're not uh, stepping on other people's power, but we're also using our power, all right? One of the, the really cool activities that I love to do is, let's say you've had some sort of interaction where maybe you've taken someone's power or you've allowed them to take yours. At the end of the day, just sit there and uh, imagine, kind of close your eyes and imagine that person. Let's say it's one of your kids or your husband or your boss, right? Imagine that person and maybe even the situation and imagine you saying yes, you know, for about a minute. And you can even say this out loud if you want. So you're, you're closing your eyes. You're thinking about that person in a situation and out, you know, with your, with your voice, you say yes for about a minute. And then you say no for about a minute. And what you want to do is you want to notice the difference between your yes and your no. Okay. This is a really powerful experiment. So let's say it's a, with one of your kids and you think that they're running all over you, right? So say yes and say no and see what the difference is. I, when I did this the first time, I realized that I didn't like saying yes. I needed to say no. And I felt really good imagining this person and saying no. And I realized that's when I needed to step into my power. Okay. You're just trying to notice the feelings of saying yes and saying no. Okay. There's no like voodoo magic here, nothing like that. It's just a way to check in and ask yourself, 
am I in my own power or am I trying to take some from somebody else? Am I saying yes? Am I saying no? How do I feel about that? Okay. Try it. Let me know how it works for you. I would love to hear your results. Okay. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.